You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to Episode 6 of Electric Bike Radio, Bike Security, The Search for Lock. Now, as Jared mentioned last week, this is the better of our two Star Trek puns that we came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not a Star Trek fan, I apologize, but it's it's actually pretty good. This is also the second part of our two-episode series on keeping your bike safe. Uh, I'm Dwayne, and this is my friend and co-host, Jared. Thanks, Dwayne. Good to see you. Well, if you didn't catch last week's episode, we covered all the things you need to think about when securing your bike in different kinds of areas. Home, at work, on campus, at Starbucks, whatever. Definitely go take a listen if you haven't heard that already. Uh, that's episode five, The Wrath of Cons, which <laughs> was mine. Not quite as catchy as the, the search for lock, but today we're going to build on that episode and talk about the actual locks. What kind of lock you should use in each scenario, how best to use it, and what you should look for in a lock that you're going to spend your hard-earned cash on. So before we get into the specifics of locks and the types of locks, we want to talk about one preliminary thing, which is how locks are rated. Um, There are ways that professionals rate locks. There's a company out there, it's an independent rating agency called Sold Secure, and they have different rating levels. Uh, Their best rating is gold. They have gold, they have silver, they have bronze. They're pretty much the biggest name out there in, in terms of rating bike locks. They essentially charge manufacturers to rate their locks, and they're this independent testing agency. So Sold Secure defines their ratings like this. They say a gold rating locking device offers the highest level of security. The next level down is silver, offers a compromise between security and cost, and the bronze level offers defense against an opportunistic thief. Um, there's also a new diamond rating, but that really appears to be mostly for real heavy-duty motorcycle locks and probably not something that you want to be carrying around with you on your <laughs> e-bike journey. Right. Aside from Soul Secure, there's some other rating agencies out there, but Soul Secure is really the biggest and the one you'll see most often. And you can also look to each company's own personal rating system. That helps you compare locks within a company. Say Kryptonite has a 1 through 10 scale, and OnGuard is similar. I think they do 1 to 100. But... That's only going to help you compare locks from that single brand. You can't really cross-compare those numbers from one company with another. Some of the big companies out there are Kryptonite, OnGuard, and Avis. They all have, I think, their own rating systems. But still, look to Sold Secure, and you also still have to figure out which lock is right for you in which situation. You can't just go buy a Kryptonite lock and know that it's going to work for you. Yeah, you have to look at the different levels of security that are offered. And then, of course... These things are always a compromise, so you also have to think about how much does it weigh, how easy is it going to be to carry, how flexible is it going to be to locking up in the different locations that you want to lock up, and and of course, we can't overlook how expensive is it, because that can be a big factor. Security is hugely expensive, so you're never going to secure your bike 100%. It all depends on how much you want to spend on it and how much you want to carry around with you. So we're going to go briefly through the different types of locks, and I'm going to start with cable locks. We actually mentioned this last week on the show. Cable locks are exactly what you would think. It's it's a lock that's not a chain. It's literally a cable, like a metallic cable of some type. They can be thick or they can be thin, but it really doesn't matter. They are still the least secure type of lock you can buy. They are easily cut with cable cutters, or hacksaw, or sometimes even wire snips. It's It's the kind of lock that will deter somebody who has just seized your bike and 
you know, a random person walking by decides they want your bike, um, it may stop them, but it's not going to stop anybody who is really looking to take your bike because uh, unsophisticated tools will cut through it in, in seconds. Now, they're nice because they are inexpensive. They don't weigh a lot. They're easy to carry. But we just recommend that you not use this for anything except, you know, the, the very lowest security situations or maybe as a secondary lock uh, to lock your wheel to your frame in addition to some better lock. The next category we have is kind of just a, a conglomeration category. We put it in here because most of these fit above cable locks and security, but below some of the other categories. And this is our non-traditional lightweight lock category. There's a number of weird new novel locks in this category. There's the Tiger Lock, which is really cool looking one and a quarter inch band of titanium. I want to say it's like a quarter inch thick or something like that. Um, there's the Light Lock Gold, which technically has a sold secure gold rating on it. Uh, and it's made of what looks to be Several cables, I think five or six cables in a row that are wrapped in a woven webbing. The reason I know what it looks like inside is because I've seen it cut through on YouTube. So it has a sold secure <laughs> rating, but you got to do your research. Um, the auto lock hex band, it's supposed to be a steel and Kevlar band. And the master lock street cuffs, they look kind of like a giant pair of handcuffs. All cool and interesting looking locks that, you know, are on the average a lot lighter weight than a lot of other things or are possibly more flexible. But And they're easy to carry. They're sometimes flexible in how to lock up. And there's a huge range of prices. I, I, I can't even, you know, summarize the prices in there. They can be very cheap to very expensive for the newest and fanciest of these locks. Uh, but their level of security for most of these is often not what they advertise. Like I said, I've, I've seen the the um, Light Lock Gold cracked open. Uh, the lock picking lawyer actually has, again, one of my favorite people just to watch, no affiliation, but he has a, a video where he cuts through them pretty quickly with some pretty standard cable cutters. Although there are other videos out there that say they take hours. They took 18 minutes and couldn't cut through it. I kind of tend to believe the lockpicking lawyer because I've seen him tear through lots of things and it doesn't look staged <laughs> to me. On the other hand, the master lock street cuffs, uh, lockpicking lawyer uh, said they were pretty good as far as their durability and their lock wasn't the actual locking mechanism wasn't bad. Bosnian Bill is another guy out there, kind of like lockpicking lawyer. I think they're friends. They share videos sometimes. And he hacked into the master lock, too, and he was pretty happy with it. So you got to look at the reviews for any of these new and novel things. If they're light, look at them with skepticism until you can prove otherwise, basically. So for the most part, these lighter things, quick, quick stop work only, good secondary lock maybe. They'll deter somebody from being able to hop on your bike and run away while you're at a coffee shop. Just be sure to do your research on whichever one of these newer locks you pick. Another big category is folding locks, and these are also a little bit non-traditional. I mean, I don't remember anybody having these when I was growing up. Right, me either. <laughs> They're relatively new, but have become a big sort of subcategory of locks. These are locks that have a number of hinges and actually fold up into pretty small package, but it's one of these things when you unfold it, it's maybe a hexagon or an octagon, you know, sort of a closed loop, but it all folds down into a small shape, which makes it great to carry. Generally, these things are relatively heavy, although there's there's a range in price and in weight and in security for these. But again, easy to carry because they fold up so small, pretty easy to use. They're real flexible. They can form a lot of different shapes. 
They can be easy to lock through your frame and also through one of your wheels. It's sort of a low to medium level of security depending on exactly what you buy. Again, it's really a lot about weight and a lot about thickness. Uh, and there can be a lot of difference here. You can see some of these on Amazon that are real lightweight. They're not going to be real secure. But if you buy a good quality lock, uh, like from Abus, was one of the leaders in the industry on the whole folding lock, they have the Abus Gordo Granite line, which appears to be, if you look at some of the videos on YouTube, some of the ones that are best able to resist bolt cutters and that sort of thing. Um, Foldy Lock is another big name. They make Pedagos branded folding lock and i think maybe a couple other bike companies may also rebrand the foldy lock is there mm -hmm. and it's a sold secure silver rating so a good lock by most reviews but probably not as secure as the giant abus lock there are definitely lightweight versions of the folding lock out there but this is just one of these things again it's a theme in here that you don't want to cheap out on this if, if a lock costs less than about 50 bucks it's probably not going to be real secure so if you're looking at a lock in this category it's probably going to be a hundred bucks or more for something that will really sustain a decent attack so our recommendation would be the abus gordo granite is probably the best if you're looking for something with higher security something for you know your longer stops you're stopping for lunch you're leaving the bike unattended you're going into a store maybe even to use it as part of a two lock setup for you know, long times you're away from the bike, maybe commuting if you're in a lower risk area, that sort of thing. But these are good size, convenient locks for quick stops and for, you know, just sort of general use. So we've come to our kind of heavy hitters now, the heavy traditional ones. And, and we've got chain locks and U-locks. They're both kind of at the top of the security chain. Pun totally intended there. So we're not talking the chain you can buy at your local Home Depot. Don't do that. Uh, that kind of chain isn't hardened. It can be snipped in seconds with a bolt cutter. In fact, I did it for the photo for last week's um, for last week's podcast episode. So don't buy your Home Depot chain and use it for a bike security lock. We're talking hardened bike security specific chain. Some of these come with a lock integrated into the chain itself, and those can be great. Others come with a padlock that's separate. The integrated chain is convenient, whereas the sky's the limit as to how big of a padlock you want to put on your bike, so you can make it more secure. Uh, looking at weight for chains, they're pretty darn heavy. You're going to talk, talk about four pounds to start with something that is good for a secondary lock, all the way up to like 15-ish pounds or even more for something like Kryptonite's New York Legend Lock, which is a really burly, I want to say 18-millimeter chain with a gigantic padlock. Ease of use, the chains are obviously very flexible in the sense of how you can use them. Uh, you can wrap them around a lot of things. You can wrap them around a lot of parts of your bike. Uh, also, they create more options for cargo bikes, which are notoriously long, and it gives you a little more flexibility in weaving it through the frame. Weird folding bikes. You know, some folding bikes have designs with monotubes that fold in half. This lets you get into different areas of the bike and really cinch it down however you need to. Again, or just being able to get through frames and wheels. One of the big problems with chains is how hard it is to carry them. <laughs> you know, I have a chain. I have a smaller chain as my secondary lock. I typically wrap it around the frame. It has a cloth covering. Most bike chains do. They have like a cloth sleeve. But that's a pain in the neck to slowly wrap it around the frame and make sure I'm not scratching the frame with the end of the chain that's exposed. Uh, you could throw it in a bag or something, but it's still heavy and hard to carry. One option is the hip lock. 
that's an option that turns into basically a belt you can wear while you're riding. But whether you want to wear, ride around wearing a six or seven pound belt, it's up to you. It might be good for some people. <laughs> Security, it's a huge range in there. This can be right up there with the most secure U-lock. Smaller chains, say lower than 10 millimeters, can be still cut with bolt cutters with some effort. If you go much lower than that, you're talking about something that's easily snipped. Larger chains, they're going to take power tools or ram set or something you know much more aggressive. As far as cost, I think I spent around $30 or $40 for my smaller integrated lock kryptonite chain that I really use for quick stops or secondary locking. But you can go up as high as you want with chains, just like you can with U-locks or almost anything else. Uh, you're talking up closer to $100 for something that's a primary chain, and you can go well above that if you want to be more secure about your bike. A recommendation, a bigger one is a great primary lock wherever you go including commuting in a college campus, or if a really, you want to buy a really heavy one to leave at home, that's a great thing to leave at home. Smaller ones are good for quick stops and maybe shopping in a low-risk area. We do have a couple tips for chains, though, to make sure you get the most out of it. Make sure you don't lock up where the chain is going to be near the ground, because that makes it easier for a thief to get some bolt cutters on them and use the ground for leverage to really pry it on those bolt cutters. And also, leave as little slack in the chain as possible when you lock up. You can wrap it around a tube a few times or whatever to take up the slack. That just makes it harder for a thief to maneuver around and get that chain into a place where he can really start to work on it. Now, the next big category is U-locks, and I think a lot of people think about these. The, the, the U-lock people must have done a lot of advertising. Because <laughs> U-locks are real popular. Uh, it's a what has become a traditional bike lock now. They're big, beefy locks. It's If you think about it, uh, they're like a U-shaped a piece of metal that locks into a piece that closes the circle, so it can be U-shaped or it can be D-shaped, I guess, depending on how you look at it. These tend to be pretty beefy locks, and if you're going to get one, we suggest you, you get a heavy one. They're really not very convenient as a secondary locks. So it's something you'd want to plan on being your primary lock. Uh, these are going to be three, four, five, six, seven pounds, something like that, anything that's worth getting that's going to be secure. As a result, it can be a little bit harder to carry, so uh, a lot of times these locks will come with some sort of bracket that you can put on your seat post or on your bike frame somewhere or on you know, stanchions for a water bottle carrier, somewhere where you can mount it to your bike. U-locks tend to be easy to use. Uh, the shape works well for locking to uh, a post or to a bike rack they run the range cost-wise. Uh, you might be able to pick one up for 60 or 70 bucks. Um, the good ones are going to be over 100 uh, maybe as much as 150 bucks or something that's really uh, worthwhile. But they are very high security. They are uh, less susceptible to being cut by saws or by bolt cutters. The beefier ones are good in just about any scenario, and you might want to consider using them along with a secondary lock, like a chain or a cable lock, to help secure uh, your wheels as well. Anytime you use a lock, there's good and bad ways to use it. A U-lock is best if you can use it to lock both the frame and the rear wheel to whatever you are securing to. To the extent you can fill the open space in the lock with the spokes of the wheel or the frame itself, that will help you avoid any type of, of bottle jack attack where 
the, the thief has to get inside the lock frame in order to attack it. And again, anytime you can keep your lock off the ground, it just makes it that much harder to use a saw or to use anything that the thief can try and get some leverage off the ground with. Well, I think that covers all of our, our basic, you know, main security locks for bikes, and especially for e-bikes. Uh, one, one other thing to add about U-locks is um, sometimes you can't get them around what would be ideal for a, for a bike is to get them around the frame and the rear wheel. Much more often done with regular bikes over time. Not as much now because e-bikes, the geometry is a little bit different, or they're using fat tires. It's a little harder to get the U-lock around it. So just something else to consider. If you can find one that does that, great. If not, you know, do the best you can. You always have to take your bike into consideration and your specific use, right? Because there's so many different shapes uh, and styles of locks out there. You want to make sure that uh, whatever you're purchasing, especially if you're investing some money in it, is going to work with your particular bike. Definitely. Definitely good to think about. So our final recommendations here. First, buy from a reputable brand. OnGuard, Avis, and Kryptonite are all reputable brands when it comes to traditional U-locks and chains. Other companies we mentioned above have made names in the folding lock area and some of the more novel lock categories. Just do your research on those other names to be sure that the specific lock you're looking at is a reputable lock. Also, make sure you're balancing your risk with how much security you're willing to carry. A lot of these locks are heavy, and that's great for security, but a bike lock you leave at home because you don't feel like carrying it isn't going to help you any. So be sure you pick a lock you're going to carry around. Trendy locks can be great. But again, do your research on them and be sure to check out our last podcast and follow all the tips there on how and where to lock up, depending on what kind of situation you're in. Finally, you know, we're not the pros and we we make no bones about that, but we've done a lot of research, uh, especially just to figure out what we want for ourselves. And I'll share links to a lot of the articles I've read and reviews I've seen below. Uh, Maybe they'll help you make some of your own decisions, but we're not going to leave you hanging it completely. You know, aside from those best lock articles and videos out there, I can tell you what I ended up buying for myself after all that research I did. Uh, here are the locks I bought. I bought the Kryptonite New U New York Lock Standard, uh, currently on Amazon for $124.95, and I'll put a link down below. Again, we don't have any Amazon links or anything. I'm just putting up a link. We don't make any money from those. It comes with a great frame mount. It, it was easy for me to put on my bike, and it holds it securely, and it makes it very easy to pop in and out. Uh, and I'm not worried about it falling off and ending up on the side of the road somewhere. So I highly recommend it. Uh, my other lock, my secondary lock, is the Kryptonite Keeper 712 chain with integrated lock. Currently, that's on Amazon for $36.95. I only use it as a secondary lock or for quick stops where the bike stays in sight. I think it's a sold secure bronze, but I'd have to check. Um I spent a little bit less money on that because I blew my budget on the bigger U-lock. But if I hadn't blown my budget on the bigger U-lock, I probably would have bought a slightly more expensive chain from Kryptonite, the Evolution 4 chain with the integrated lock. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link to that below. I didn't look that up before recording tonight. But that's considered a very good lock. It's a good middle-of-the-road lock. It's recommended by the lockpicking lawyer who I hold in very high regard and I trust his opinions pretty well. He won't leave his good bike anywhere locked up at all. He uses that on his beater bike that he rides around. It's the only bike lock I've ever seen him recommend at all. So there you have it. If we know he uses it, I trust it a little more than anything else. But anyways, 
my big my big U lock and my chain suit my needs, which are again commuting and car replacement, which are a little different than Dwayne's. My use is definitely a little bit different. Like we've talked about, my bike is mostly used for trail riding. And when I stop, I make quick stops. Uh, If I stop for lunch, generally the bike is in my sight all the time. So my security needs at this point are less than Jared's. So I do, my bike actually came with the Pedego version of the Foldy Lock that retails for about 120 bucks from Pedego. But it's very similar to and maybe even the same thing as the Foldy Lock Classic that you can buy on Amazon retails for around $100. I think it's a good medium security lock. It's a sold secure silver rating. You know, I think that especially if it was paired with another secondary lock, it would probably be good for a lot of people and certainly is good for me in the situations where my, my bike is, is rarely unattended. It's uh, certainly plenty secure. So that covers our review of your standard bike locks and what might be good for you in your situation. Hopefully this helps you, along with our previous episode. Um, let us know what kind of lock you use, or if there's any we missed, or any you have any uh, good recommendations for, and we'll add them to the show notes later on. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, please follow or subscribe uh, on your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. We're on nearly every podcast player you can think of now, from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Audible to Spotify. You get the idea. So wherever you want to listen to podcasts, you can probably find us there. And if you like the show, uh, if you could rate it wherever you listen to the show, or even better, share it with friends or share it with groups you belong to, that would be uh, a great way to help us out. We have another show coming up next week. We're going to get into some little less technical topics, but uh, we have a list as long as our arm, Jared, of things that we want to cover. So there are lots of episodes to come. And absolutely let us know what you'd like to hear next, too. So we have that long list, but we're happy to move things up or down as, as demand demands it so let us know as always thanks for listening and stay tuned to electric bike radio